Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. This podcast episode is being recorded on the day that the Sun and Pluto are ingressing into Aquarius in 2024, January 20th. This is not the final ingress of Pluto into Aquarius for the next 20 years. That happens in November of 2024. Some of you will be listening to this way beyond that, but we wanted to visit something that is happening relevant to right now. So many of you listening to this in more real time have experienced a lot of changes. Maybe, like me, some old things have fallen away within a week or two of this day, January 20th. And something that Robert and I have been hearing quite a bit. So when this call came in, we thought, let's just stop and talk about this. Hello, Robert and Thomas. With all this Pluto and Saturn talk I had to ask, I was told years ago by an astrologer that I'm a late bloomer. And currently, I've been in a Pluto square for four years, which has felt like a period of complete in glue and feeling very stuck. And I cannot manifest what I desire into my physical reality. And Pluto definitely did the rip the rug out from underneath me. I'm wondering in our birth chart and or with transits, is there a phase in life we go through to experience something like this? Does it let up? Does the birth chart indicate something different? I would really love your input. Thank you so much. Well, Robert, I've just been hearing this so much. So really, we'll talk about her chart for just a second, and it's in the show notes if you'd like to see that, along with the transits of where Pluto is when we're recording this. But there's a whole lot bigger conversation, because even in my own life, I mean, something really purged out about a week ago, and I'm hearing that in our Facebook group, and it's just so many people are talking about this. So it is a collective conversation. So, Robert, let's see what we can do to help her a little bit, but then also to help all of us. Great question, Thomas, and and thanks you, listener, for sending this in, because millions of people around the world are feeling this. With transiting Pluto in the last degree of, of Capricorn right now, getting ready to ingress into Aquarius, in your chart, listener that exactly squares your your natal pluto in libra transiting pluto in your chart happens to be in your 11th house the old classic hopes dreams and ambitions so the 11th house is our future in the collective sense the fifth house is our future in a personal sense but the ele- the 11th house is a collective house so all of us are experience well, you in particular with Pluto transiting Pluto in your eleventh house are experiencing a major major change in your aims in life, and it's very deep. Pluto's the deepest and most subjective, and and really difficult to reach archetype in terms of being conscious of it. Thankfully, with astrology, it helps us focus and says, in your case, listener. Begin to delve into what you want to do with the rest of your life collectively. What do you want to do for a living? Where do you want to do it? Who do you want to do it with? What are you aiming toward from now on for the next and through 2044, which is when Pluto finally goes into uh, Pisces? So this is a major, major death and rebirth cycle, if you will, which is always associated with Pluto. And the other archetype with Pluto and Scorpio is the phoenix rising from the ashes. So many of us with this Pluto at the last degree of Capricorn, many of us in our 
personal and professional lives are experiencing that death and rebirth. Many of us have had crises of some sort, usually financially, sometimes personally, and in business and profession over the last year or even the last two. And we're in this process of redefining the phoenix rising from the ashes. What do I want to do? Well, Pluto is such a slow-moving archetype, and it's so deep and so subjective and really pretty much unconscious. It's an incredibly spiritual planet that makes you have to go in deeply. So any crises that you've been experiencing are meant to make you question what you're doing and what you need to eliminate in your life in terms of bad habits, toxic associations, work avenues or careers that have finally outworn their productivity in your life. You're meant to move forward and and let go of what is ending in terms of your own self-development. So with this Pluto transiting from Capricorn into Aquarius for everybody, it's going to hit different signs differently. In, in your chart, listener, you have Pluto in Libra, in an air sign, and it's in a late degree. So you're feeling this square very intensely. And this is another keyword for Pluto. It is deeply intense. A lot of people are not, if you're not an astrologer, you're not aware of it. But if you are an astrologer, it points pretty specifically to what the area of intensity is. And in, in this listener's chart, it is absolutely in her future. So she's been feeling stymied about where do I go? What do I want to do? How do I achieve that? In other words, how do I resurrect myself? And this is a big archetype with the Pluto transit is resurrection. And that's part of that death and rebirth symbolically, symbolic death and rebirth. So with Pluto going into Aquarius, which is, as Thomas just mentioned, uh, it enters Aquarius here in January for the first time. Then it turns retrograde in May in Aquarius, goes back into Capricorn in September, turns direct in Capricorn in October, goes back into Aquarius in November of this year, and it stays in Aquarius from this November. So if you're looking forward, Pluto in Aquarius is going to have a positive, effect in general on the fire signs and the air signs. It's going to have a stressful effect and a developmental effect, squares, oppositions, inconjuncts, to when it's in Aquarius, to the earth and water signs. So bear that in mind too. It's not a bad planet. It's only negative if you refuse to go really deeply into your values. Scorpio, which is Pluto's ruler, is opposite Taurus of values and self-worths. So everybody, including world leaders and governments, are questioning their self-worth, their values, in relationship to other people's values, that Taurus-Scorpio axis. My values, everybody else's values. And learning to coexist and value each other is the big lesson here. So Pluto going into Aquarius 
ostensibly is a kind of forerunner to the age of Aquarius when the precession of the equinoxes finally moves into Aquarius after 2,000 odd years. So I don't know if this is helpful, but that's a part of why you are feeling, listeners, so stymied because it is so deep, this archetype, and it's the least superficial of all the planets. And it is very slow moving, and it's meant to hang out to make you, through, usually through some sort of upset or crisis, to make you really think about what am I doing, what do I want to do, what are my values, and how can I get there? How can I resurrect my life? And that's what this, uh, this transit really is all about resurrection self-resurrection in your case it's about the 11th house so i don't know if that makes sense thomas but that's a start that's a great start and uh especially for all of us thinking about this same thing so when other people not just her other people are saying they're feeling stuck too where is that coming from relative to this transit just the transit part I think it's because of the slow-moving nature of Pluto. It hangs out in such a long time, wherever it is. So if it's touching personal planets in your chart, it's been going back and forth over that aspect to those personal planets. And so you feel it very personally. The only way that we can, as individuals, directly contact these collective archetypes is if they make aspects to personal planets say, in our natal chart. If you don't have a personal planet, the sun, the moon, the ascendant, etc., the midheaven, if you don't have a personal planet at a point that aspects Pluto in your natal chart, then Pluto is going to be more difficult for you to consciously apprehend and work with than if you do have a direct aspect. So because of the slow-moving nature of Pluto, this period can feel incredibly long. And she just mentioned a four-year period here. Well, certainly in, in her case, this listener's case, Pluto is within orb of a square to its natal position in her eighth house, which is where she had it natally. And that is the house of death and rebirth. And her Pluto is conjunct her Saturn, for example. So transiting Pluto now is triggering both her natal Pluto and her natal Saturn. So she will feel this for a particularly long time. And and personally, she will be feeling this through 2025, 26, simply because Pluto will be in orb of that square. So it's a very, in her case, a very lengthy period of self-examination, self-questioning, trying to get to the heart of what she wants to do with the rest of her life. And believe me, if it's worth the period of time that it takes to examine those things, because if you take it seriously and really do question yourself, and some people even need to get into therapy to do this, and that's fine. Group therapy will help you solve problems uh, for once and for all and go forward with a kind of clean slate. But it's meant to be intense and in this case, it's lasting, say, at least four years already. So she's meant to to dive deep into her values, what she's accomplished in life so far, and what she wants to accomplish going forward. And because she happens to have 
Pisces rising and Leo on her sixth house. Leo there. This is a survivor, not only a survivor, but a conqueror in a sense. Uh, and she is a Sagittarius, a fire sign. So as Pluto transits into Aquarius, suddenly it relates harmoniously to her stelium in Sagittarius. We're not reading her chart today, but for the next umpteen years until 2044, Pluto will be in harmony with all of her Sagittarius planets, which happen to be in her 10,000 career in her case. So there's a great deal to look forward to, not only getting a better job, but in finding her real, true career identity, her mission in life. And she's a Sagittarius at birth, so believe me, she has a mission, and she's on one. And these will be the years where she finds it and actualizes it. The period right now is the difficult period because this is the death and resurrection period, but the resurrection is right at hand for her. I love that um, around Easter, you know, they say Friday's here, but Sunday's coming. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) That's the hope, right? When we go through the transformation, Sunday's always coming. (laughs) But uh, on the collective, so we've got this zero degree Aquarius point. And as you mentioned through that list, it goes back and forth and back and forth and not too far away from that the whole rest of this year. And on top of that, with this whole air sign thing of both the sun and Pluto, as we're recording this, are hitting Aquarius, that we now have, whenever Saturn and Jupiter conjoin, which they last did in the latter part of 2020, those are now going to be in air signs for like the next several hundred years. And on top of that, and it just triggered me looking at her Saturn-Pluto conjunction, we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn in January of 2020, which is like this monumental cycle of transformation. The last time we had it was, well, Pluto was in Capricorn, was when the United States was founded. I mean, there was some transformation. So there's this theme of baking right here now at this air sign, zero degrees Aquarius. And you think about every time a planet now transits to zero Aquarius, it's going to hit this very baked-in sensitive point that Pluto's just going to be sitting there like a spider on the wall. It's true. And the first three degrees, really, of Aquarius, Thomas, because Pluto enters Aquarius this month. Uh, It retrogrades at two degrees Aquarius in May of this year. It goes back into Capricorn in September of this year. It turns direct in Capricorn in October of this year. Then it returns and then ingresses into Aquarius and stays there. But it enters Aquarius in November of 24. It retrogrades at three degrees Aquarius in May of 25. And it turns direct again at one degree Aquarius in October of 25 and then goes on forward. So it will, in effect, finally enter Aquarius to stay in November of this year. And that creates that whole cycle that then lasts through 2024. Now, what's interesting about that, too, worldwide as well as in the United States is November is the election year. And Pluto enters Aquarius basically you could it's not on the day of the election but it's close enough it's remarkable 
And the change between Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn, and Pluto and Aquarius is huge in, in governmental and worldwide mundane astrology, in other words, but certainly in personal charts. You know what happened to me, and I haven't announced it publicly, but I had a big shift about a week ago. Would you care to share it? No. <laughs> not, <laughs> no. No, not right now. <laughs> That's fine. We all have personal We're, we we're have just personal sitting shifts. on it for right now, but it was <laughs> monumentally huge. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, people are feeling this so much right now. You know, one of the things that I noticed in astrology, and it, it hit me one day, and then I thought, ah, this is just golden, is that some people... When you see the structure of a chart like this, but I'm also thinking that everybody born in the early 80s has Saturn and Pluto together like this. It might not be the same degree, but it's close. This is a whole generation that came to do massive transformational work. So even in the challenges and the pain and the stuckness and the everything else that's going on, just know that a big part of your soul's journey, if you can accept this, is transformational work. And we've done a lot around the edges of this podcast to help support that. So I would encourage you to look up our Facebook group. In fact, there's, I think, a link to it in our show notes. We've got a great community around supporting you with this. It's the Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners. It's a private group on Facebook. And the reason it's private is so we can let our hair down and talk among ourselves, of like-minded people. And there's no snarky comments. If somebody's snarky in there, we just kick them out. We don't even tolerate it. (laughs) (laughs) We do. (laughs) See how fast it happens. Because we want to keep it a safe space. And my Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast has addressed this for over 300 episodes. So we've built a lot of resources. And Robert, maybe we ought to be thinking about with this ingress of some things that we could create to help people with this very topic, because this is a big deal for the collective. One of the things you just mentioned, Thomas, that's so important is this particular generation born with Saturn conjunct Pluto. Saturn is Capricorn's ruler. It's also Aquarius's ruler in the ancient days before we discovered Uranus. But the Pluto-Saturn conjunction, this generation of which this listener is a part is meant to translate the personal career orientation of Saturn and Capricorn. In other words, what do I do for a living? What is my professional face to the world? Translate that from being personal into finding a career that also has a collective mission behind it, the Aquarian thing. This is the challenge now, if you look at world governments. The struggle between power with individuals like Putin and Trump and, uh, and North Korea and so on, China, uh, this, this contest over land and power and money for me personally and my country and my nation and my religion, we all have to coexist on this planet. And this was the, the mission and the message, really, of covid is that a little thing like a virus can affect the entire world, no matter where it starts. So we're all really one planet. And this is the reorientation, the resurrection, if you will, of the planet. With Pluto going into Aquarius, it's now collective. And the, the challenge for this generation is they want to remake governments and their own personal careers 
into something that has collective worth and that serves the entire community, local, state, national, and global. So it's a different kind of mindset, soul set, if you will, for this generation than previous ones. Yes, they're concerned with a personal career and personal achievement, but they want to do it in a field and through means that also serve the collective to a degree that other generations have really not. This is the first global generation. Part of that is because of the Aquarian internet that has now connected us globally instantaneously for the first time in human civilization. And through that, through this electronic internet global brain, if you will, they're trying to tap into that and learn how What do I have to contribute to the world? Astrology is a wonderful example of that. This can certainly apply to individuals and individual horoscopes, but it unites us. I read for people from all over the world. So do you. So do most astrologers now, because we can. We have the Internet. So this community, the astrological community, is very much a part of this Aquarian transit that Pluto is now beginning to activate globally. You see what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's an exciting time. You know, we're going to we Friday's here, but Sunday's coming, and we got to get through yeah. from here to there. So what would be your parting advice for people that are feeling stuck? Like she said, she can't move a boulder in her life. And I've heard a lot of people say that. And this is not only for her configuration. This is for water signs, for earth signs, for everybody. What, would, what advice would you give as far as just positioning ourselves as best we can for this revolutionary future that's ahead? Start from where you are. If you can't move the boulder, ask why not? What is the boulder that I can't move? What is standing in my way? Is it fear? Is it lack of knowledge? Is it where I live? Is it who I spend time with? Is it the people and the groups in my life? What is it that's the boulder that's preventing me from moving forward? And be willing, don't be afraid, just be willing. If you're frozen in place or feel frozen in place, there's a reason for it. Ask yourself, why? What's freezing me? Why do I feel stuck? And begin to listen to yourself. How can I get out of, how can I unstick myself? What do I need to do to unstick myself? Listen, write it down, and then begin to put those things into actions. Yeah, perfect advice. Excellent. That's great. That's, you know, and this is the thing that I realized. When the chart says, you came here to do transformational work, and we're talking to the whole generation here, which is, of course, on the bell curve, most of our listeners, that you all came to do transformational work. My chart is so that, and once I accepted that, then I started looking for, it's almost like that kid with the, you know, the, uh, I think he was looking for a horse in the, in the dark room. And he said, well, if I find the light switch, there's got to be a horse in here somewhere. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that there's got to be something that I can work on transforming my life. And all of a sudden the focus shift just went to openness about like this thing that happened to me this past week didn't bother me because it was shedding something that needed to go. Its time had fulfilled. And all of a sudden, here's a new horizon, and all these incredible things started happening. 
instantly as soon as that thing was cleared out. So it's like as soon as you move past that transitional point, it gets really, really good. Okay, listen, Robert, I think this is not going to be the last that we visit this subject. I think we kind of took the lid off of a box that we need to revisit. So thank you. Appreciate your thoughts today. Good. And if you would like to check in with Robert, he's doing readings on a consistent basis. His link is in the show notes. The other resources I mentioned with our other podcasts, we've tried to build a whole community around supporting this. And I think from this episode and from what we heard from Robert and what we've seen in the chart, we need to step that up even another notch. So we'll be busy with that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the next edition of Old Soul, New Soul. We're going to talk about the fourth and tenth axis in the chart, the fourth house and the tenth house. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.